All right, all right, all right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back once again to the May I Have a Word podcast. As always, I'm your host, Gustavo Montes. What's going on, everybody? How are you? How's it going? How was the Labor Day weekend? Oh, my God. Just to uh, inform you guys, I am coming to you from the face of the sun. It is boiling in Los Angeles right now. We are hot. And I'm not talking about hot as in me with my shirt off running down the beach type of hot. I'm talking about, holy Christ, we're frying eggs on our forehead. Hot. It is not well. Stand by. This is... Oh my God, is this much needed more than ever? Hang on, stand by. Mm. I mean, that's just the good stuff. And it's cold. Oh my God. So if you guys have not known, if you guys did not know, watch the news. Los Angeles is experiencing one of the worst heat waves in a long time. Um, It's been pretty, it's been pretty, you know... Uh, crazy here in Los Angeles uh, for the last week. And it's supposed to go into the end of this week. Like, you know, look, I'm going to be real with you. All right. I came from the hottest place in the country, Phoenix, Arizona. I was born and bred in the heat, baby. You know what I mean? It's like there are people that, you know, that they grow up in North Dakota in like the the Siberian tundra, and it's like they survived, they lived there. That is psychotic to me. Me growing up in Phoenix, where you know we averaged 115, 118 degree weather, that was normal to me. I come out to Los Angeles, and there's a lot of these, like, oh my god, it's so hot here, it's a high of 81, I can't deal with it. And I'm sitting here, and I'm like, are are you kidding me? It's 83 degrees. It's so hot. I'm dying. Not fair. And I'm like, this is like springtime weather for me. And I'm, and, and I'm loving it. But I don't know. I, I've lived in Los Angeles for 12 years. Maybe the blood's, you know, you know, a little thinned out. Obviously not the waistline is thinned out, but maybe the blood because yo, it's like 106 degrees out here, and I'm like, whoa, yo, hey, man, let me, you know, can, can I sleep in my bathtub full of ice tonight? Can I do that? Because it's, it, it's not also, is it hot as hell? It's humid as hell. It's humid. We've got storms all around the county of LA right now, but nope, nope, everywhere around us is, you know, getting the rain, but no, smack dab center of Los Angeles, we are hot, hot, oh yeah, we're hot, and I'm not talking about, you know, Jennifer Lopez and her little green dress from the 2001 MTV Movie Awards hot, thank you very much, you know, I'm not talking about Antonio Banderas and Desperado hot, thank you very much, um, this is hot, man. I am, no, dude, no, 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 no. And then you know what, you know what sucks is that you would think that people in Los Angeles, where do you go to to cool off, right? Where do you go? You go to the beach, you get in the water, you get in the water out here, Santa Monica Pier, it's beautiful, it's beautiful. You can't beat the beach, can't beat the view, you can't beat the water. Not today, my friends, there's a bacteria alert in the, in, in the beaches of Santa Monica, and some in Malibu. 
So I'm like, great, where the hell am I going to go swim? Hmm? Where am I going to go swim? I'm telling you, man, I got to find me, uh, you know, I got to find me one of them 90-year-old divorcees up in Beverly Hills. You know what I'm saying? Give them a little loving. They give me access to their pool. It's an equal trade, okay? I get to sit across the table. Ethel, how's your bisque? She can't hear me, but she gives me access to the pool. It's an even trade. So, hang on. Mm. Holy God. It's hot, man. It's hot. Anyways, that's my rant. Rant's over. Rant about heat is over. How are you guys doing? Did you guys have a good Labor Day weekend? Um, I love how Labor Day weekend, it's like it's meant for people that, you know, have hard you know jobs or whatever but it's like it's like the ones that don't have the jobs the hard labor jobs you know the nice ac cooled desk jobs are the ones that are like oh i've deserved this day so much shut up no you don't it's my guys that are breaking their backs out there you know been working on the railroad all the live long day those people, construction people, road work people, them are the ones that they deserve this day. They deserve this day. So uh, I didn't do anything. I didn't do anything. Yes, I did have the day off, but um, but I'm working as much as I can because your boy, your boy is going to be taking himself a little break here coming up soon. Um, going to be going to New York. So going to be doing that. Going to be enjoying my time out there. And, um, so yeah, going to be doing that and everything like that. Uh, I didn't really do too much this weekend. Uh, there was no date, no nothing. Um, literally like this weekend seemed like it was like a blur to me. Um, I did watch a lot of TV. I watched a lot of TV. I, I, like, I started watching a new show called Barry on HBO. Yeah. What a phenomenal show, man. I binged three seasons in like maybe like a week. I'm a loser. I'm yes, I know that. But you know, hey, you know, what are you going to do? You know, what are you going to do? I come home from work. I'm tired. You know, it's just me, myself and I, you know, I lay in bed, turn on the TV, watch a few episodes, go to bed, get up. You know, if, if the schedule allows me to get a few episodes in and you know, hey, the schedule allowed me to be able to get quite a few episodes in. So Barry on HBO, I highly recommend it. Awesome show. And they're only 30-minute episodes, so, you know, nobody has to do that. Uh, Binge-watched, well, not binge-watched, but I got to watch the latest episode of The Legacy. The Legacy, the true story of your Los Angeles Lakers. And the true story behind, you know, uh, when Dr. Jerry Buss purchased the team, you know, Showtime 80s. The horrible 90s, and then when Shaq and Kobe came together and began the incredible streak that was, and um, just an incredible documentary. If you guys want to watch a cool documentary, um, and I'm not just saying that because I'm a proud member of Laker Nation. I'm just saying that because, yo, it's a great documentary. It really is. Uh, Directed by Antoine Fuqua. And if you guys know your films, which you should if you're listening to my podcast, um, Anton Fuqua is the director of an Academy Award winning film called Training Day with Denzel Washington back in the day. Yeah, Anton Fuqua. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, at this rate, I'm going to drink this. What is this, like a 24 ounce? Yeah, I'm going to drink this whole 24 ounce. 
in like the next like three minutes. My God. Um, so, you know, I'm doing this podcast at night and it's still warm outside. I'm not kidding you, dude. I wish I wasn't, you know, I wish I was a little bit, you know, stronger with the heat. But hey, you know what? People are like, oh, well, it looks like you, you know, you know, you lost your Arizona toughness. Yeah, look, 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 look. All right, here, pal. I did 21 years hard time in Arizona, okay? 21 years of hard time in the sandbox. I've earned my stripes. I earned my immunity with the heat, all right? And if I choose to sit here and say that 105 sucks when they got 115 over there, then I've earned the right to say that 105 sucks, okay, pal? 21 hard years that, uh, you know what? I was a little kid playing in the heat, Okay, I was out there playing football, basketball, baseball, boxing, whatever I could in the heat outside, my friends. So if I want to sit here in my little crack den of Brentwood and just sit here and be like, uh, yeah, man, it's 103 and I'm hot, then I've earned that right and I'm going to say that. So suck it. Um... But uh, but yeah, I've been I've been also watching a lot of these um, a lot of these uh, n- these Netflix documentaries called Untold, and they're about like sports and everything like that. And um, and I'm really enjoying them. I'm really enjoying these documentaries. Uh, they're a little bit of like a different take on like the ESPN, the Thirty for Thirties. I don't know if you guys ever watched any of those. They did a lot of cool ones. Um, they did a lot of cool ones. Uh, the, the Thirty for Thirties. They were really well done. Um, but, uh, Netflix is like, you know, taking their stab at that and they've done some pretty good ones. They did, um, the malice at the palace, which was the fight between, uh, the Indiana Pacers and the fans of the Detroit Pistons. One of the ugliest scenes in the history of professional sports. Um, that happened, I think 2003, 2004. And, um, and then, uh, they did one. About N one, I don't know if you guys remember N one. It was a, um, it was a clothing label, it's like a clothing like streetwear brand. And then they did shoes. Um, they were doing like mixtape tours and stuff like that, you know, like street ball type of stuff. It was really cool. It was really popular when I was coming up. It was really popular when I was, um, you know, like in elementary school and uh, and then in junior high. But by the time I got to high school, it like fizzled out. And I honestly never looked into why or how. And um, and then I saw the documentary. It was really eye-opening to see how it happened and it all went down. But um, that one's also a good one. Saw one uh, actually today um, uh, called uh, Operation Flagrant Foul. That was on the Tim Donahue. He was a referee who was busted by the FBI uh, for uh, fixing games and uh, betting on games that he was actually refereeing. So... Uh, pretty intense, pretty crazy stuff of uh, that. And then the most heartbreaking one was uh, they did one of the Manti Teo story. And I don't know if you guys are familiar with Manti Teo, but Manti Teo was a star linebacker at uh, that Catholic university that um, I don't like. Uh, Notre Shame. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call them Notre Shame. That's what I call them as. They're a rival of my University of Southern California Trojans. That is right. They are our rival. 
We don't like them. Okay? And I know everyone's like, oh, Gus, aren't you Catholic? Aren't them your peeps? No, they're not. Okay? No. Just because you're a Catholic, you ain't my peep. All right? What the hell kind of crap is that? Oh, just because I'm Catholic, it's like, hey, Paisa, come over. Hey, you, come here, you. Huh? Hmm? I don't know, what the hell? Just because you're Catholic, I'm your peep? No, yeah, right. If that was the case, then all them priests that did that shit, yeah, no, I ain't peeps with them, bro. You can stay way the hell away from me. Mm-hmm. I think I'm too old for them anyways now. Whoa, dude, that's wrong. Totally bad joke. Even though it's the truth. But no, so uh, Manti Teo was uh, one of the biggest recruits in the history of Notre Dame. And... Uh, dude was, dude was as advertised. He was one of the biggest names in college football, his entire four year career there. And just a superstar from minute one, a straight up superstar from minute one. He played middle linebacker, played the position that I played growing up and playing football. And, um, dude was nasty. He was, he, he was built for like, you know, everything. Had he been healthy in the NFL, that guy could have had hall of fame potential, um, uh, I didn't like Mantak Teo. Um, the reason why is because the day that he committed to university, uh, it, it was his signing day. It was the commitment day. Um, and everyone was pretty sure that he was going to go to USC and continue the strong Polynesian pipeline that USC has there. Um, and, um, I, you're not going to get me to change my idea or whatever. Manti Teo swears it was based on religious reasoning. But um, if you guys know anything about where Notre Dame is based, Notre Dame is based in South Bend, Indiana. Okay. Manti Teo was born and raised in Honolulu, Hawaii. Okay. USC, as we all know, is in Los Angeles. How a kid, how a 17-year-old kid sits there and goes, hmm, you know, USC is going to championship games every year. They're in Los Angeles. It's only a five-hour plane ride from my parents, who I deeply love and will miss every day. Hmm. I think I'm going to go to South Bend, Indiana and play in 30-degree weather during the winter and be thousands and countless hours away, thousands of miles and countless hours away from my parents, who I'm going to miss dearly each and every single day. Hmm, I think I'm going to go to South Bend, Indiana, not too far from the homeland of the Ku Klux Klan. Yeah, that happened because he saw religious reasoning. No, my friends, that happened because somebody from Notre Dame went to, hey, name your number and I'm going to write it on this check. Don't worry, we can write it over to cash. So what's your number, Manti? Yeah. Hey, you can donate it to the church. How about that? Yeah? You want to do that? All right, cool. Uh, all right. Ooh, that's a big number. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. There you go. There you go, buddy. There you go. Welcome to Notre Dame. Yeah, no. Sorry, pal. You can say whatever you want to say, man. I know you got paid to go to Notre Dame. 
And it's fine. It's all right. Because in the documentary, he admits to like, you know, like hating the decision that he made to go to Notre Dame. But he was like, no, there was a religious reasoning that made me come here. So I had to stick around and do blah, 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 blah. Whatever. Mm hmm. Dude, I'll admit it, man. I'm from Mesa, Arizona, guys. If there was a booster at the University of Minnesota that was like, hey, Gus, come on over here. Hey, man, you know, we'll slide you some 50 Gs. What do you say? You want to come over? You know, you want to come be a golden gopher? You want to you play? 50 Gs? Yeah. See, guys, I'm going to Minnesota. They, you know, people that act like, oh, you know, no, he went there for, uh, for education and uh, shut up. Shut up. He did not do that. He did not do it for that. Guy got paid. As he should. As he should. I want to make it very clear. I'm all for collegiate athletes getting paid. Give them their cash. Give them their money. The NIL, thank God it exists. Yes. Pay collegiate athletes. Period. You guys got anything to say to me? Find me in Brentwood. That's right. So anyways. Anyways, ooh, the train, ooh, felt the train getting off the tracks. We're getting the train back on the tracks. Here we go, baby. So Manti Teo, he goes to Notre Dame. Dude ends up, you know, balling out like crazy after his uh, freshman year. His freshman year was a little shaky, but sophomore year, balls out, goes crazy. Uh, junior year, having an incredible year. Um, and... Uh, and dude ends up getting a girlfriend and um and then he uh yeah dude dude gets a girlfriend uh has a great junior year wins all sorts of awards everything like that announces he's coming back for his senior year and then in a tragic tragic turn of events his grandmother and his girlfriend die in the same day very sad i mean i wouldn't wish that on anybody that their girlfriend and their grandma die in the same day only problem is is that the girlfriend didn't exist manti teo got catfished and this was revealed in 2012 and that was the first time in 2012 this was revealed and I remember when I heard it, where, like, I remember when I heard the term um, catfish, I literally sat there. And I'm like, what the hell does catfish mean? It was the first time that I ever heard the term and the definition of catfish. And I was like, huh, that's an, inter- <laughs> that's an interesting word to put it. Um, but it was an incredible, horrible story. Now, I got to be honest, due to my lack of care for Notre Shame, and due to my um, unlikingness of Manti Teo, um, the, the, like, the reason why I didn't like Man, Manti Teo was because he was supposed to go to USC. Like I said, he was supposed to come to USC. He was supposed to help our program continue its way, possibly get back to national championship pedigree. However, it, like from I think uh, it was it was a Tuesday that he committed. Monday, everybody was like, Manti Teo is going to commit to USC tomorrow. He's going to make it official, blah, blah, blah. It was such a foregone conclusion. And everybody thought that it was. You guys don't believe me. Go look at the day that Manti Teo committed to Notre Shame. There are people in the background standing right behind him, family members, 
that are wearing the colors of USC because they were all, every single one of them, was dead set on the fact that he was going to commit to USC. And, and, and you can hear it too, because usually when a player in high school announces their commitment, everybody goes crazy. The gym is packed with, you know, you know, with teachers, students, girls that really want to get impregnated by him so they can go to college with him. That's true. Don't, don't get mad, but it's just the truth. And, you know, like so many other people, family, friends, and they're all excited because this guy's going to go on to college and he's going to a major university. So you hear that gym and you hear him say, I'm going to Notre Dame. You hear a pin drop in the gym. It literally had to take like some random person to start clapping for everyone else to be like, yay. Oh, oh, yay. Cool. Hey, Irish. Yay. Like it was awkward. And everybody was like, what the hell just happened? And it was that. So that's why I didn't like Manti Teo. I didn't like Manti Teo because he spurned USC at the last second. And I was all like, oh, well, to hell with this dude. You want to go to Notre Dame and go hide there? Fine. You go hide. You go hide. You know, we don't need you. I mean, in reality, we did. But, you know, so, like I was acting like those guys at the clubs that go and they, you know, they ask the girl for for like for like a dancer, like, you know, like, hey, Ma, let me get your number, whatever. And the girl's like, no, I'm OK. And they're like, well, well fuck you then. You ugly. <laughs> it's like, really, bro? You were just about to give her your last name and now she's ugly. Get the fuck out of here. Um, but that's how I was acting with Manti Tail. He like he announces he's going to Notre Shame and I'm like, fine, we didn't need you. We didn't need your six foot five, you know. 235 pound frame you runs a 40 yard dash in 4.2 seconds we didn't need you be gone get out of here we didn't need your athletic ability that you're the you know the hawaiian lawrence taylor we didn't need you beat it i don't want you go kick rock somewhere (laughs) um so getting back to it when this story breaks that he's been catfished um that it wasn't real I, um, I got to be honest, I initially thought that it was him. I thought that he made it up. I thought that he was behind it all. I thought he was behind it all because I was all like, yeah, look at him. Guy wants to be the main center of attraction. The guy, the guy you know, uh, even though he was like America's sweetheart, which I hated, you know, Notre Dame was going to go play in the national title that year. They were undefeated. They were going to go off and, 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 you know, play for the national title against Alabama. And I was like, yeah, you know, I mean, you know, who, you know, he's, he's, you know, the, the guy wanted more attention. The guy wanted more attention. So he went out there and concocted the story about a girlfriend, you know, obviously nobody's ever seen her. So, you know, he, you know, yeah. So he cooked up a story that she died and, you know, like all this and that. So we could all feel sorry for him because he was also, Um, like in the running to win the Heisman, which no defensive player in a long time had ever won the Heisman. So it was something of where it's like this dude potentially has the ability to win the Heisman and he's going to do that. So, um, so it was one of these things of where, of where I was, 
I was on the side of the majority, which the majority of the public was like, well, how does, how does someone get tricked into this? How do you get catfished? There's no way you can get catfished. Are you that stupid? And, you know, I'm sitting there and I'm like, how is this possible? Like, it turned into something of where, it turned into where I, like, I like I put my disdain for Notre Shame and Manti Teo to the side, and I really wanted to see, because because people were coming out and they were like, no, he didn't know, he didn't know, he didn't know. And I'm like, how does someone truly not know that they're not getting catfished? And then the story just came out that it was some gay dude. It was some dude that was gay, some guy named Ronai Tuiasasopo, who's ironically, his cousin was a quarterback in the NFL. And um, he was in love with him. He was a gay dude who didn't know how to talk to guys. Which I'm like, uh, hello, bro, you ever been to a gay club? Just go, just go there, man, be happy. You ever been to West Hollywood? I'll show you around. Introduce you to some of the fellas. I'll take you to Rodale Drive. Show you around. You know, like it was one of these things of where I'm like, are you kidding me, dude? This guy is going around pretending to be girls so he can talk to guys and live out vicariously through these random women that he's finding pictures of on the Internet. Are you serious? And when I heard that, I was like, wait, so this is possible. You can actually get like, you know, pranked. In the internet, in the world, you can, you know, you can have people, you know, ha, gotcha. I'm really a dude. I'm not a woman. It was the craziest thing that I'd seen in a long time. Long time. And, um, and the, the documentary kind of pissed me off because I'm watching this documentary and my heart is breaking for Manti Teo. My heart's breaking for Manti Teo. And they keep on fucking interviewing this girl who, well, because she's a girl now. The, 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 uh, this dude, uh, uh, Ronai or Ronai or Ronanian, whatever the fuck his name was, he is now a woman. He transgendered into a girl and her name is now Naya. Kept the last name, but now it's Naya. Naya Tuiasasopo. And I swear to God, the only, like, I wanted to throw my drink, my remote, I wanted to throw my body through the TV. There's this part where they allow this Naya woman to put on this, this, um, Hawaiian traditional outfit and they allow her to do a dance and everything like that. I, me, me personally, I'm like, why the fuck are you giving this girl the stage? It's like, have her sit her fat ass there and tell us why she ruined this kid's life. Because in my personal opinion, she ruined this kid's life. Manti Teo was made out to be a joke. He was made out to be a hated man. I'm one of them. I admit to it. It was wrong. I judged the story before I knew the facts. But that's just because I didn't like Notre Shame and what he did to USC on Commitment Day. 
But after the facts and everything, I felt bad for Manti. I did. I felt bad for Manti Teo. But it was one of these things of where it's like everybody made fun of Manti so bad that this affected his draft. Manti Teo was going to be a top five, top 10 pick in the NFL draft the following year. He was. There was no question about it. And Manti Teo ended up slipping to the fourth round. Unreal. Unreal. Shouldn't have slipped. Shouldn't have slipped at all. Period. Oh, no. I'm sorry. Not fourth round. He was drafted at the end of the second round. I'm sorry. End of the second round. But still, a guy that's supposed to be selected in the first 10 picks doesn't get picked until the 40s. Shouldn't have happened. Shouldn't have happened. And it was absolute bullshit. This kid, this Moroni or Roni, whatever the hell his name was, embarrassed this kid because unfortunately, well, fortunately for me, because I hate Notre Shame, they end up getting just demolished into the national championship game. Like I think like Alabama beat them like 40 to 10 or something like that. It was embarrassing. But it's the only time I've ever rooted for Alabama. Well, that when they beat Texas. Um, but that's for another story in a different day. But um, the story was already out. The story was already out that Manti Teo had been catfished during the national title game. And unfortunately, Manti Teo didn't have a good game. But people were like, oh, well, you know, his story's out there. He's now known as, as a cheater. He's now known as a liar and everything like that. And it just magnified it. It made him look even worse. And it was sad. Just incredibly sad to see this young man who all he wanted was to love someone, be close to someone. You know, he's from the LDS church. The girl that he was apparently who he thought he was dating, which look, I got to be honest with you. Yes, yes. You know, now in retrospect, we can all look back and be like, bro, what are you doing saying, you know, that your girlfriend is your like your boyfriend, girlfriend with someone that you've never met? Absolutely. Those are vile. Those those are absolutely fair questions. But you got to think about it, folks. You're 18. You're 19. This dude is on the other end of the world in a place that he was paid to go to. Yeah, I said what I said. Yeah, he was paid to go there. Don't get me to don't don't even start. Don't don't do it. Don't do it. Okay, he was paid to go to Notre Dame. He's paid to go there. He's in the middle of nowhere. He's Polynesian. Ain't no Polynesians in Notre Dame. Because Notre Dame will not pay the Polynesians to go there. Yeah, I, I said what I said, okay? They try to be all pristine. We're Catholics and we're... Fuck you, Notre Dame. All right, fuck you. So, the dude's far away from home. He gets a friend request on Facebook, and it's from a woman, Q. She's got mutual friends, mutual family friends. Hey, let's start talking. All of you would have done the same thing. Every single one of you would have done the same thing. If you were far from home, far from the nearest relative thing that you can think of, and someone that has potential ties to that, you know, It's not that hard to fall for it. It's not. 
when you're that age. I mean, you know, it's a different world. Social media was barely, barely, you know, getting getting up on its legs in 2000, what, 2010, 2011? You know, like, I'm pretty sure it was 2010, like, when they first met. So, you know, Facebook was, Facebook was there. Twitter was, you know, was there. Instagram was not around yet. Let alone TikTok, you know, none of these things were there. So, it's not that hard of a concept for someone to get catfished at that time in those days. Now, it's... to me, it's hard. If you get catfished nowadays, you, yeah, man, you got some problems. Um, but, but, um, this this thing of where you know, like this guy, this kid, you know, it followed him for the rest of his life. It like it's gonna follow him for the rest of his life, no matter where, like what he does, where he goes. People are going to see him and be like, oh, wow, that's Manti Tail. Yeah, man, that's the guy that got catfished. Can you believe that? Damn, man, sucks for him. I mean, no one's going to look at him anymore and be like, you made it up. No, no one's going to do that. But they are going to look at him and like be like, un- like under his breath, be like, yeah, can you imagine that? Yeah. Two years he thought he had a girlfriend. And it was just some fucking dude. Yeah, can you believe that? Man, poor dude. Hey, Manti. Hey, big fans, man. Big fans. Yeah, buddy. All right. You know, like that's what's going to be the rest of his life. And what pissed me off was that this fucking person is there putting on the headdress and everything like that and doing this fucking dance. And, you know, like, oh, this is my culture. This is it. Shut the fuck up. You have no reason to sit here and do your little fucking song and dance. You have no reason. No right. Netflix let her do that because Netflix was like, oh, do you want to do this? That fucking broad should have sat there, shut her mouth and been like, you know what? I'm just here to tell my story. But no. Didn't get enough daddy's attention. So now she's going to seek gratification from the world. Oh, let me put on my headdress and, you know, let me strut my stuff out there. For the world to see, and they can tell me how pretty I look. No, you don't look pretty. You, you, I'm, mm. I was gonna say that you look stupid, but the the traditional outfit that she had on—it's a nice outfit to 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 her culture and to her people. It looks beautiful on them. That person, no, no, you don't. You look stupid. You ruin a man's life and you're there. I'm going to put on my headdress and I'm going to do my little dance. I'm going to look good and I'm going to look nice. Yes. No, you don't. You look stupid. Sit down and shut up. I literally wanted to just run my fist through the TV. Because I'm like, really? As if you catfishing a guy... And having him look stupid to the world, some innocent dude, you played with his emotions, you played with his mind, 
as if that wasn't enough, now you have got to go out there and put your little, you know, your little headgear on, your little grass skirt on, and now you're going to do this? Really? It was, it, it, it pissed me off big time, as you all can very well hear. It did. But, you know, I really, I, like, I was, unfortunately, it's not illegal, you know, to do what he did, right? There was no money involved. There was no nothing of this. There was no nothing of that. You know, it ain't illegal to be an asshole. It's not illegal to be an absolute piece of garbage. It's not, it's, it's like, it's not illegal. It's not illegal to be scum. So, unfortunately, this this person didn't break any laws. I would have loved to have seen this person been thrown in jail for that. I would have loved to have seen it. But, you know, I like I feel bad for homeboy. I do. You know, it, like if I ever meet Manti Tail, like I'll tell him, I'll tell him about like, boy. Commitment day 2009, man. Who, if I was in Honolulu, man, I would have, I would have reached back with my right and tried to give you a good right cross, man. You know, you broke Trojan hearts all over the world. But that's it. I'm like, I'm not gonna bring up this. And that person gratification that they're still talking about it, and I felt bad because I felt bad watching it. It's like there was something of where it's like I'd, I'd never heard Manti's side of it. I'd never heard his side of it. I remember that that I remember that that loser went on Dr. Phil. That loser went on Dr. Phil and, um, you know, tried to say, oh, you know, I, you know, I'm just a gay boy just trying to find my way in the world. And I found it by ruining a guy's life. You know, no, dude, don't do. Dude, don't give me that. Don't give me that. No, do not give me that. It was completely uncalled for what you did to that young man. Completely uncalled for. You know, you got to live your truth. You got to live your truth. And the excuses that that person gave, hey, by all means, by all means, you know, that's for you. But... You know, I just felt bad. I felt really bad. And like, that's what I just got like just watching that scene. Just, ooh. when they put on the headdress and everything and he just started to she she started to dance and everything. Oh, my God. I got so pissed off. I'm like, you, you no, no, you're not doing this. You're not doing this. We're here to talk about what you did, the travesty you did to this young man. And here you are trying to be like, spotlight on me. Look at me. Oh, I look so pretty. Yay. Shaking my hips. Ooh, yay. Yay. Pretty me. Spotlight on me. No. No. Save the crocodile tears because she cries and she's like, I just hope that he can forgive me someday. And about that no, save your tears, dude. Crocodile tears. I don't want to see him. No. As the very odd saying goes, you made your bed. Now lie in it.
period. I don't want to see the crocodile tears. I don't. Ain't happening. Wow. All right. <laughs> I swear to God, you know, I, I was watching some Barry and that got me out of the funk. Because I had to watch something funny after that. Because it literally, it affected my mood. It did. Watched a little Curb Your Enthusiasm. Started watching some Barry, The Legacy. You know, hey, I was back in good spirits, but I just thought about it again right now. And I'm like, oh, yeah, no. It was, it, it's, it, it's terrible though. I mean, you know, and, and I'm guessing that back in that day, I'm guessing back in those days, oh, Jesus Christ, the sirens are coming for me. I don't know what the hell's going on. I don't know if you guys can hear that. If you guys can hear that, it's like a, it's like a massive convoy of sirens passing, passing by the studio. Maybe I should soundproof this place. What do you think? Um, hang on, pause for a, <sighs> yep, taking a little sip, and then that audio was brought to you by the Los Angeles Police Department, we'll beat your ass, <laughs> oh, no, 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 they won't, if you ain't rich and famous. I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Don't, I don't want any people being like, oh, you know, I didn't appreciate when you said, you know, brought to you by the other people beat your ass, you know, rich famous, you know. They beat rich people's asses too. <laughs> yeah, when they don't know who they are. Anyways. Um, but yeah, man, you know, it, like, it's like for some reason that, that Manti Teal thing just struck a chord with me because it's like, uh, Manti Teo and I were kind of like relatively around like the same age. So it's like, I kind of, kind of can put myself in, in like in that time frame and in that slot. And it's like, I kind of think about what it would have been like to be that age, you know, with all that pressure and all that attention and everything. And then just made to be out to seem like a stupid person when it wasn't your fault. And it wasn't, you know, you weren't the reason why it happened. So you know, but the dude's doing good now. He's married to an actual human woman and, you know, he's got a lovely family now and everything. And, you know, Hey, we wish him the best. He went to a shitty university, but Hey, we wish you the best, bud. That's right. Come on the podcast whenever you want. Um, but, uh, other than that, man, you know, just, just, just been doing good. Just trying to stay out of this heat, man. It's too hot, man. It's too hot. Need to cool down a bit. Need to cool down. Right. Dude, I, I, I live like 10 minutes from the beach. I really do. And it's still hot as hell here. It's usually, you know, like on days when it's warm in downtown, I'm still cool out here. But it's not. And it needs to go away. Go away. Go away. I have to wear a black suit, you know, for work. So go away. <laughs> Oh, man, dude, it's the type of hot where it's like I'm taking a shower at like 10 o'clock at night just to cool off. It's like I take a shower at 10 o'clock at night, I get into bed, may or may not be in my birthday suit. I'm just saying, but, you know, it's like I just like lay there. I'm like, oh, my God, wind blowing on me, you know, whatever. And I'm just like, holy Jesus, this is hot. But you want to know what? I swear to God. All right. I used to enjoy sleeping naked. This is totally transparency. We're switching gears here. 
I was talking about getting out of the shower and whatever. I used to love sleeping naked. I really did. As I grow older, I get a little worried about what if there's an emergency in the middle of the night? I swear to God, I lay there sometimes and I'm like, you know, if an earthquake were to hit right now, I'm just wearing socks. I don't think that would be best if I ran out of my house wearing Under Armour ankle socks. So I think I'm going to lace on some underoos, some Under Armour shorts, maybe a tank top. Hmm, who knows? <laughs> I, 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 I literally, I, I legitimately started thinking to myself like a few months back and I'm like, hmm, should I at least wear some, some boxer briefs to bed? Should I? Should I at least wear boxer briefs to bed? Because what if there's something that goes down in the middle of the night and your boy has to come bolting out of the house? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you know, come on, look, let's face it. I live in Los Angeles, God's Etch-A-Sketch. His personal little etch-a-sketch. You know, stuff can go down here in the middle of the night, folks. It can. So I'm just kind of like, you know, do I risk it? Or do I just, you know, say, hey, you know, no. But I don't know why. Like, right now, I'm cooler, like, wearing, like, a t-shirt. And like, you know, like my, like my boxer briefs and shorts, I'm cooler at night right now wearing that than if I'm not wearing that, you know, like I was shirtless yesterday. I was shirtless just here in my place. I was just wearing some shorts and I was like sweating. I put on a shirt, kind of went away. I don't know how that works, but you know, I was like, oh, no, this is cooler. This is cooler. All right. You know? I wonder how San Francisco is doing because the reason why I say San Francisco is because it's freezing year round. I swear to Christ, it could be 110 around the entire country and the, and the high in San Francisco is 68. Pisses me off. I'm going to go up there, chill out for a few days, freeze my ass off up there and then come back down when the heat wave is done here. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. I think Alaska is warmer than San Francisco at times. I'm not kidding you. I'm not making that up. Um, but yeah, other than that, been going to the gym, losing a couple pounds here and there, got on the scale today. I'm down six pounds in a week. I do not know how that's humanly possible. Six pounds in a week. I think my stress diet is actually starting to work and pay off. I really do. I really do. And I do appreciate that. Thank you, stress. So, uh, down six pounds, went to the gym today. Uh, got my workout in, solid back day, back and buys. Ooh, yeah, the guns. Yeah, that's right. I got the water pistols going. Anybody want to check them out? You want to test them? Come on out. Let them watch. <laughs> um, but other than that, just getting ready for this trip to New York. Um, it should be great. It should be good. It's going to be one for the books, and I can't wait for it. Going to have a lot of great memories, a lot of great laughs on it. And I cannot wait to, uh, yeah, just have one hell of a time. So, yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, that is your Tuesday episode of the May I Have Word podcast. As always, I'm your host, Gustavo Montes. Thank you, guys, once again. Thank you so much for listening. I know I got a little serious today, but you know what? I had to, you know, communicate with you guys. I had to share that with you guys. I'm like, I just want to park one right in that dude's face. But I can't do it anymore. He's a woman now, so it's, 
it's wrong and it's illegal and it's immoral and yeah, it's wrong. So, you know, I'm just going to go punch the punching bag and pretend it was that dude 10 years ago when he was a guy. So anyways, I love you guys. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. As always, you guys can find it on iTunes, uh, Spotify. I was about to say it. I was about to say you can find it on iTunes and Apple. You can find it on both. You can find it on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, anywhere that you can find a podcast, link, streaming, platform, service, whatever. You search it up. You find the voice. You see the name. Guys, I love you. Thank you very much. We're going to do it again before I leave for New York. We're going to do it again this week. I'm doing two episodes this week. That's right. Damn it. We're doing it big. We're doing it live. All right? Well, we're not going to do it live, but we're going to do it good. I love you guys. You guys take care. Wash your hands. Stay out of trouble. Stay cool. Stay dry. And I will talk to you guys soon. Love you. See you.